doing the countdown, right? No. All right. What is up, guys? It is Monday afternoon, at least for me, Monday night for Stubbs, and it is time for Triple P, and that is the Plastic Platforms Podcast. I am Centurion1307, and this is my cohort, Stubbs Gaming, and we are here to entertain, have fun, and break down the barriers of toxification that are taking over, taking over social media. How are you doing? It's been a couple of weeks, and as this time, it, it has just been a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this time I, I not, a few weeks. I normally send you the date over for the next one, and you're like, then we kind of remember, don't we? We do. Yep. <clears throat> we do. That's why I thank you for all the hard work you do. You totally uh, helped out today, especially with everything going on here before work. Oh, sorry. Before the podcast, I had work, kind of. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I mean, not really hard work. I mean... That new design you've done is incredible. It must have took ages, ages to do that. That's really good work. I would definitely say it took some time figuring out how to how do I make Kratos fighting Master Chief because two different platforms. It took a lot of uh, Photoshop and Adobe Illustrator to be able to create that thing, and I had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, no, he's pretty good. Um, welcome BMG in the chat. He was quite impressive when they sent it over to him. He was, and then, and then you put it on Twitter. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. I'm going to have to get you to make a little version for the podcast feeds. Oh, um, yeah, no. Kratos and Master Chief are actually a PNG for me. I actually had to, uh, um, what's it called, put all the red mist in the background and everything, all because uh, the image that I pulled of Master Chief uh, he it was in a red background, and obviously because of the red visor, I had to do what I had to do to make it look right. But no, yeah, you're doing well there because the red, the red, um, it really makes it stand out. It does. It took a lot of hard work because my thumbnails, they're not very good. I, I basically use a lot of basically canvas. It's a free app and. Uh, but you, yours was from scratch, and it took a lot of hard work to actually do it. So thanks for that. It looks really nice. It does. Hey, no problem, man. I have fun doing it. Um, it's actually a lot of fun, especially when you want to create those images that everybody wants to see, but you know it's not really going to happen on its own. So it takes a little bit of art artistic value to be able to pull that off, at least for me. I can't draw a picture worth a damn. <clears throat> You still got some talent there, though. You've both you, you've learned how to do it, so it's really good. That is because it was like the one you previously done um, when we were talking about state of play. That one was also very good too. Where you, where you that that was very impressive as well. That was. I appreciate it, but man, it's been an eventful week, at least for you. Has it? Well, I'm sorry. I was keeping up with the political stuff that's going on in the UK. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least that's it, a different story. I at know. least it takes a spotlight off American politics. For um, actually, it just it just puts a spotlight <laughs> on the fact that all politics are essentially bullshit. Yeah, it is. Or in your terms, yeah. bollocks, bollocks. 
Bollocks. Oh, yes, we do say that. Bullshit, bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, here in America, we call bullshit. Or Go on, say it. <laughs> say aluminium. Say it. Um, Aluminum. Aluminium. There we go. <laughs> says it <Aluminum>. wrong. <laughs> aluminium. Uh, just like uh, fish and crisps. Fish and crisps. You guys call you chips. Mean? You guys call French fries chips and you call chips crisps french fries no we don't we call french fries french fries then why we do call you call it fish and chips and then all of a sudden you serve it with some french fries ah see now there's a big difference there <laughs> now here we go fish, <laughs> no because fish and chips are actually chips if you look it up french fries and chips are two different things french fries are very cut thin and they're Whereas chips are more, they're much more chunkier. They are not the we same thing. We call them potato wedges. <laughs> See, we, we call it we call them potato wedges as well, but they're not they're not quite that. They're not. But do, do you not call crisp crisps, or do you call them chips? You no, mean like crisps, like actual Walker's potato crisps? We call them potato like, chips. You mean the things that are like deep fried and put in bags, like Lay's potato chips? Yeah, we call them crisps. Yep, we call them chips. Yeah. <laughs> Just oh, like you guys funny. call that fancy game played with the black and white ball football. See, I looked this up. <laughs> I, I looked this up, right? And I always thought it was just, just Americans that called it soccer. Well, apparently the British invented the name soccer, but we never use it. But yeah, we call it football. You don't call it soccer. Oh, you do, but yeah, it's always it's been, fun to um, just kind of poke fun at like the differences of an ocean can create between two cultures. <laughs> oh, it's funny, it is, but no, um, yeah, there's not been that much going on recently. There's enough, isn't there? Because, like, in the summer, you always get the lull, don't you? It's why I've put midweek gaming on a little bit of a break because there isn't you don't get loads and loads of news or whatever coming out in the summer, but. God of War Ragnarok is finally here. I know. Well, it's not here yet, sorry. It's been, the date's been announced. Welcome, Invader Gaming. Thanks for stopping in. The TXR, uh, main man. Right. Another hardworking individual out there on the content trail of trying to create joy for gaming without tearing down uh, people with toxicity kind of thing. Exactly. But definitely, he definitely got it right on TXR. No talk about pineapple on pizza. Uh, I don't mind pineapple on pizza. It doesn't bother me. However, go on midweek gaming and they will, Cerebral Paul will not be happy with you if you say that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm an advocate for uh, ham and pineapple pizza. I feel like people are uh, a little bit. Uh, they're not very open. They're like, I hate using the term in the closet about it, but I really do feel like when we order pizza at my job, we always make sure there's a ham and pineapple pizza along with like other choices, like everything on it, yeah. pepperoni and even cheese. <laughs> but for some reason, the ham and pineapple is always the first one to go empty, even though everybody ha hates it. Interesting. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, BMG's not a fan either. Pineapple, pineapple on a pizza lovers should be put on an island on their own. 
Well, it's to, wrong on every level. To describe BMG's it, at saying. least for me, um, we all love pizza, but who wants to have just cheese pizza? Um, a majority of the ingredients used on pizzas give me heartburn. And that's where I, I love ham and pineapple because it doesn't happen as easily with ham and pineapple. That's interesting. That is very interesting. Hmm. That is. All right. So, like you mentioned, we now have God of War Ragnarok released. I did keep, I, I did keep saying it was coming, it was coming, because... Although PlayStation uh, do delay, like people say they don't delay, but they do. Um, they don't normally keep delaying and do another two or three or four delays. It's normally you'll get one delay. Technically speaking, although God of War Ragnarok was delayed, there wasn't a hammered in date as such. But you can you could you could regard it as still it was delayed once, but there wasn't a concrete date. You know, like EG, EG um, Starfield. It wasn't. Uh, we it all wasn't know exactly. that trailer that came out with the 2021. Man, oh, God of War Ragnarok 2021. Well, 2021 came and went. Yeah, but it wasn't. Wasn't it a little bit of writing at the bottom of the screen? It, well, it said right. it said 2021, but we all made yeah. jokes saying, "Oh, 2021 is going to be when we see the next trailer for it." Um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, you are right. I mean, delays inevitable, but in the end, usually for the usually for the best, they are. Um, yes, usually, and that's where you know I am not one to say that a game needs to be delayed out of preference for platform. I'm just saying that if a game needs to be delayed, it needs to be delayed, regardless of how bad people want to play this damn game. Let the developers delay the game so that way they can not have to do absolutely heinous things um, to basically get that game across the finish line. Like, you know, 50, 60 hour work weeks and stuff like that. Um, last night on TXR, we all talked about crunch, especially all this thing that's going on with Bethesda and Fallout 76, a game that was released in 2018. And oh my God, it was crunched. And we need to somehow hold Microsoft responsible for what went on in Bethesda years before the purchase. Uh, well, okay. That that's interesting. But like I said, also on TXR name, a job where your boss didn't make you work a little extra where you were reluctant to do it, but you still did it. Um, well, like like uh, on midweek gaming, like um, I tell you, who talks about this a lot? Removal sanity, because he works in the industry where crunch is just part of it, and a lot of the time, if you don't like, it's just part of the business uh, in in most industries now. It, in it, it is. It, um. So I, last night, somebody called me a boomer in the chat. It's all good, but no, I'm actually 36 years old. I was raised by a World War II vet, so you could say I got some boomer mentality in me. But I just love this whole thing of, did, did, did my grandfather snivel and cry when he was told he had to go jump out of a plane um, in the middle of the night to help the soldiers on the beaches of Normandy survive what was going to happen to them? That, that was a complete, absolute travesty and loss of human life on a massive scale. Yeah, definitely. And, and my yeah. grandfather took it with stride and did what he had to do. And that's all 
we can really do in life is we just got to do what we have to do to provide for our families and to live the best life possible. And sometimes that involves doing things we don't agree with. Like who the hell wants to work 50, 60 hour work weeks? No one, but I do it on a very regular basis because I mean, like gas prices are like practically $6 a gallon food. is It's about two um, pound a liter now here in the UK. I, I know. We do it differently here. Well, I'm a, to put it more numbers on it, like because I'm a number guy because that's what I do. Um, here in at least Maricopa County in the state of Arizona where I live, um, wages have gone up about 10 percent since the beginning of the pandemic. Now, when you're sitting there like, oh, 10 percent, they've gone up. But when the cost of rent has gone up 20, 25 percent, the cost of housing has gone up 50 percent. I mean, 57 percent there's a big disparity between wages and being able to pay your bills. Wages are not keeping up with inflation right now. So freaking a I'm working my ass off just to be able to pay my bills. No, it's true. It's, it's, uh, it's not a good time at the minute in the world. Oh no, and and the thing is, I also don't want to say, you know, we're seeing all sorts of craziness all across the world. And that's where, you know, we're not, God, we're not wanting to go down this rabbit hole. We're here on plastic platforms to discuss gaming. I didn't get my, um, you know, what? We, 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 we joked last time when we were talking about the COVID stuff. And I wasn't joking about COVID. Transparency, people. I've seen people get COVID-19 stamps put on their Spotify podcasts, like Joe Rogan and others have mentioned COVID-19 issues. <clears throat> We were talking about it. I never got my COVID-19 stamp on Spotify. I was slightly disappointed by that. What's the COVID-19 stamp? It basically just, just says that COVID-19 has been mentioned in this episode. Please and click here for more information. Just warning people. That's well, all. Um, I never got it. Just to let you know. And I try to take it seriously. I'm not going to be somebody that's like, oh, it doesn't exist. I've regrettably known people that have passed away from it. Um, I have friends in the medical industry that deal with it every single day. Um, as a matter of fact, um, one of my friends right now uh, in the medical industry, a really, really cool n- nurse practitioner, um, he just contracted it for the first time in actually uh, almost a year or so since he's had it. Um, and he contracted it again, brought it home, gave it to his wife. Um, and we also know, uh, Wilmy hood, uh, has actually had his battles with COVID-19. I it mean, has, we can't sit yeah. there and pr- we can't sit there oh, and pretend it's BMG. not Because, um, BMG's had it recently really bad because for a while he actually told me I can't get it. And to be fair, he never got it. And then boom, it, it hit him. Because he messaged well, me and was like, I've got and, it. And, but, and that's yeah. where, you know, viruses are constantly changing and evolving. Um, and yeah. all it takes is one change of the protein chain that ma- that is their DNA makeup. And all of a sudden you have a new strain. And yeah, just because you were resistant to one strain means you're not to another. It, it you know, that like I said, well, it's a rabbit hole. But that's why we bring up the God of War Ragnarok thing. And that's where I was saying earlier, you know. We can't sit there with a crystal ball and say that, you know, we're going to get to November free and clear and nothing's going to happen. You know, I want that game to release. I'm looking forward to playing it and buying it. 
but I'm also not going to be one of these people that are going to hold this game so high on the pedestal of greatness that if it gets delayed, I'm just going to go batshit crazy on the internet. No, no, I agree with you. I mean, I think I think the reason why um, PlayStation made the decision not to take Starfield's release date is because they don't want it to kick off with the console wars. And I, I truly believe that's the reason why they didn't pick it, because although everyone likes it to be a bit of a battle, PlayStation, this is surprising to people. If you are listening, PlayStation and Xbox do have a very good relationship with each other. They do actually get on. I know, I know it's hard for you to all believe, but they they get on. And Sony and Microsoft are business partners, and because obviously PlayStation, sorry, Sony rents Microsoft Azure space as well, so they are a customer of them, and they have a great partnership. So just to tell people, but they do and, actually get on. People have people think they hate each other. They don't. And that's what yeah. cracks me up because in my industry. I actually sometimes literally send customers to my competitor because I am not this predatory animal that is just like, um, cause it's sometimes in my industry takes eight months to build certain products. And I'm not going to sit there and tell a customer, put your life on hold so you can wait to put your money in my pocket. I would rather help somebody. And I have steered customers to my competition I have also bought stuff from my competition and my competition yeah. has done the same for me um, because we're all partners in this world. We're all trying to make it through these crazy times. And especially with the advent of what Google wants to do, what um, Amazon wants to do. And with monsters like Tencent in the background, making yeah. deals that we don't know nothing about Microsoft PlayStation and Nintendo for that matter, and even your big PC markets, they all need to come together and basically create this cooperation to keep these, these more predatory companies well, out Microsoft, of the situation. Well, Microsoft actually has done deals with, with the, the, uh, the 10 cent you're on about for, for mobile, but no one actually knows what the deal is about. It's about mobile gaming. Right. And they didn't deal with 10 cent. I think that's just to get, I don't know what it is, because basically, if you want to get big in China and regions like that, you have to, basically, it, you won't get nowhere without because uh, you have to be in a partnership with Tencent, because from what I understand, in China, although they've got Apple phones and they've got Android phones, they all use uh, Tencent's operating system. So what it means is, it, although it runs on iOS and Android, they all click on the ios of 10 cent um and so although that technically breaches apple's and uh, google plays um limits you know the the rules and regulations the reason apple and google don't say anything is because if they do chances are chinese government might say oh your phones ain't welcome here anymore goodbye so you kind of got to do deals with the devil, ain't you? You got to right, and, that, and it goes in with the phrase. Yeah. I even have this T-shirt in my closet. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, uh, yeah. and, or and also you have um, the other one is um, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. Yeah, and, it's a and, big one. 
and that, and that's the other one. Yeah. And like, I've been really interested in this whole back and forth between governments, especially when it comes to, uh, China. Yeah. Even Tencent published a lot of films. Um, actually, if you want to see that in full swing, go watch the Transformers Bumblebee movie and you'll see a really cool Tencent logo at the beginning of the movie. Um, (laughs) just, just as you said that BMG just put, yeah, Tencent publish a lot of films. No, that, that, that's why I just saw that pop up in the chat. That's why I said that he's right. Um, and that's, um, you know, it's really interesting. This whole situation, if a lot of people didn't realize, um, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, the FCC chairman of the United States came out and flagrantly out of his own, like, I mean, he did not have the authority to do what he tried to do. And I chuckled at it. And this is why a lot of people don't even know, realize this, but they tried to ban TikTok again. He came out about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, and the FCC chairman said, Google and Apple need to remove TikTok from their stores and ban the app outright because of data collection over in China and because they're not housing the data in the United States. They're already showing that they're trying to migrate all the housing of the data to the United States here. It's obviously a complete shell game. But yeah, but to be fair, Google knows more about anyone than anyone in the world. I, I, so, I know. That's me. why I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I, I chuckled at that. I'm like, so we're worried about the data collection from people that do some of the most idiotic things just to get recognition on TikTok. Don't get me wrong. There's really awesome stuff on TikTok, but there's yes. also people very yeah. thirsty for attention on TikTok. Um, but I'm like, why are we worried about, you know, subject A over here collecting data when subject B over here, Google, I can't even talk about diapers in earshot of a cell phone without yeah. all of a sudden my cell phone starting to display uh, like uh, advertisements for diapers on my phone. And then the cookie data gets dropped into the internet and follows me to my home. And all of a sudden there's diaper displays on my computer at home. And I have to, ch- I have to laugh at this whole surveillance. Like, well, these guys are allowed to survey you, but these people can't survey you. And it's like, well, what about these guys over here? What happens if they get hacked and my data gets out? I'm already used to the fact that my data is out on the worldwide internet. And I, I do what I can to basically make it a very convoluted thing to at least surf my data. But you know, it is what it is. We're all in a connected world now. Um, if it's like uh, in the beginning of the show, the, the web of make believe, which was a really cool documentary series on Netflix. It actually talks about how, the world of technology is is ear as imperceivable as a fish is to water. Uh, basically, the fish don't recognize water as like I live in water. That's just their ecosystem that they live in, and they don't perceive it. And that's what's happening with human beings is we live in this technology driven world with all this technology that is connected and we are completely imperceivable to exactly what is going on because we're just used to it. It's true. It's a, it's a, sorry, it's a scary, scary world. Of this Whoa, day. BMG the, getting something the, weird going on. The reason they're not bothered about Google is because it benefits them. The intelligence services have wiretaps into everything, and they probably can't get wiretaps into TikTok. Maybe, I'm not saying they can't, but I'm just saying that maybe the Chinese 
I've got quite tough security they haven't been able to breach yet. It, it, um, it's it, basically if, if TikTok just opened up all their data and gave them it, they'd be like, oh, great, TikTok's amazing. So at least no. from what I've read and according to TikTok's statement, um, they, the, no they, they the basically, the whole reason why the FCC chairman freaked out was because there is um, basically nationalized citizens over in that part of the world that have access to the data users of TikTok because these guys are the back-end developer for TikTok. They, they, they work yeah. on TikTok. They keep it running. They keep it functional. They keep the algorithm flowing. So to work on the algorithm, you need to have access to user data. And the FCC chairman came out and be like, well, if they've got access to the user data, that guy right there is going to tell everybody everything. And I was just like, um, he's an employee. Um, I don't think he's like being debriefed by the government every single day. He gets off work. No. No, to be fair, I used to take Mick out of TikTok, but yeah, it's it's funny that I actually watch more TikTok than do watch YouTube. <laughs> and, and, the, and the thing is, like, people sit there and be like, why why watch TikTok? Well, look at, like, I'm going to say right now, I could watch TikTok for about an hour and maybe see a commercial or two, but you have the option to flip your thumb and move yeah, on do. from that commercial. Straight YouTube? Away. Oh, YouTube? Yeah. Oh, no, no. For starters, you got to sit there for a few seconds, and you can even hit skip ad. And the minute you skip ad, another ad starts to play, and you're just—it's like commercial hell. And you're just like got ten minute, ten minute videos now. TikTok's got there is some ten minute videos, and people can go live if they want to. And and right, not normally the 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 lives ain't very ain't normally very interesting. A lot of people sell stuff on TikTok. Well, actually, some of the best lives I've actually seen are. The people that race toy cars on treadmills. <laughs> uh, I, I love watching just the tedious stuff. Um, like I've watched a guy uh, sculpt wood on TikTok. No pun intended in saying that. But yeah, he was making a wooden statue. There's just some things that you just want to sit there and be like, wow, this is actually really interesting to watch. You know, we all we've all been there where we've been flipping around on Discovery Channel late at night. And all of a sudden we get stuck on how it's made. Well, hey, guess yeah. what? TikTok is the new how it's made. <laughs> it, is. it is. It is crazy. I mean, I want to bring up a point where we have ventured off it. But yes. um, Ragnarok, I know you wanted to mention some points on that because BMG is mentioned um, basically about all the dick pics being sent to, to um, hang on, Sony Santa Monica. Oh yeah, you um, and I had a little bit of a back and forth. We know in the D- in the DMs um, because I was actually a little mad that they decided to reveal the game, and it had nothing to do with my ang- with like, oh, I don't like PlayStation. I'm gonna buy the damn game when it comes out. I'll be there in line to buy it. Oh, I'll play no. it. Yeah. Um, but for me, what made me aggravated is you have just given fuel to every single. Crazy, toxic individual on any social media platform that basically said that's out in this, like, you know, clapping. Yay. Yay. We made this happen. That's right. We made this happen. And and it's like, honestly, um, you know, if I would like, I know this is probably not a very popular opinion, but just to prove a point, I'd be like, well, I was going to, we were going to release the date in November, but 
we're actually going to delay it until January of 2023 to teach you guys a lesson about getting mouthy on the internet. And it'd just be like, and I know everybody would be up in arms going, but that's a small minority. That's a small minority. Why does everybody need to be punished? Well, the funny part is if we look at how kids go through school, kids are singled out. That's how bullies get uh, basically vindicated in the school systems. And school treats everything on a one-on-one basis, which is very, very wrong. I really do believe if there's a class bully in the classroom, I believe if the class bully acts out, the entire class should be in detention. So that way, the next time that bully wants to start opening his mouth, the the other classmates can be like, yo, keep your mouth shut. I'm not going to go through detention again because of you. Otherwise, you can just get out and you can you can basically be the town pariah if you want to be an asshole. And like, and everybody like, where does this come from? Well, from helping people clean their criminal records and dealing with people that have been involved in the criminal justice system, at least with Arizona in, in a jail standard, at least through a County facility, when one person starts acting up, they lock the entire pod down. You have what's known as a pod. It's a group of individuals that all live together. They eat together. They bathe together. That's why it's called a pod. And if somebody in your pod starts to act up, they will basically hold the whole pod responsible and they'll put everybody on lockdown and everybody loses their telephone privileges and everything else. And that's how they keep control because the other inmates are like, yo, calm down. I'm, I want to be able to call my wife today and I don't want to deal with you screwing that up. And because we all know they don't respect the guards most of the time, but they'll actually listen to other people of their community, which is their other pod members. And that's basically how it should work is, you know, I know it sucks, but that's, I really do believe this is where we need to approach toxicity from a much broader perspective of we need to start curbing this. And we're starting to see, we saw ACG come out and said, he's starting to hear rumors that they're actually going to start moving a lot of gaming chat between the developers and the public to LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a very, very serious platform. If you get caught on there doing the crap they do on Twitter, you won't exist. still there or am i just randomly bitching <laughs> can you hear me well um i don't know if Stubbs can hear me hopefully uh i haven't drowned out everybody and made them bored already but yeah i did see that's the only thing like i see what you're saying bmg time to permanently ban accounts social and gaming i i that's the only thing these guys go and create these different accounts some of them run multiple sock accounts to be able to to say they think the things they do and the things they want to say and it's just i really wonder if it's even possible to do that it's cha- stubsy chasing butterflies <laughs> uh-oh i hope he didn't lose his connection i feel like i can hear him clicking See, and that's where I'm not trying to say everybody needs to suffer for like because of a few. But at the same time, this has gone on long enough. Um, I don't like it when you see developers coming out saying that people are sending, uh, you know, shots of their twig and berries to demand the release date. Um, I mean, like, it's very interesting uh, how a lot of people approach social media as this. It's my freedom of speech. Um, and I should be able to say and do what I want. 
But it's like if you wouldn't talk to your own mother with that mouth or around your wife with that mouth, <laughs> why are you saying it to someone else's wife or mother? Sorry about that. I suddenly needed a drink. I didn't know what to do. It's cold now. <laughs> Cheers, BMG, for talking to Centurion while that happened. So how was the butterfly chasing? Butterfly chasing? BMG said Stubbsy <laughs> chasing butterflies. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah, that's another thing. Like, I mean, things that... that it's very interesting i never thought that gaming was this i i got into doing gaming content and doing the the social media thing for gaming because i wanted to meet more people that enjoyed gaming um i'll be absolutely honest where i work no one is like me i don't have anybody to discuss games with that's why i come here to do this and i just never thought in a hundred million years when I got here that we would be at the era that we are now where you either give me what I want or else. And I mean, and that's really say, um, see, see the problem is right. Is governments. Uh, I don't, I have a thing about social, you know, about social media, right. And as well. There is governments that are pushing for, say, say like your Twitter account, for you to actually reveal your real identity to them, and instead of have been under a like an alias. Mm. See, I'm actually against all of that. Oh, I, I like anonymity online, but obviously with Xbox, see if the, if they can link, see. If you read into the terms of service of Xbox and PlayStation, you'll probably find there's some stuff in it you probably didn't realise there was. Like, for instance, say... If you say something racist or something, but if you were to say that on Twitter and then they linked it back to your account, they could potentially ban your account or suspend you for a time period. I bet you there's loads of that stuff written in. They need got clue that, that, that it's there. But it's proving that you're that. Per- it's proving it, you're that person. But there's a fine line, you see. That's why a lot of it's not happening. You see, it won't happen until the government's regulate. So I obviously will sit there and say that demanding somebody reveals, you know. It's a slippery slope, a very fine line when you deal with the concept of anonymity, because people like to use anonymity to do uh, very, very heinous things. Um, You know, we see some very, very toxic cultures rise out of nobody knows who we are, but this is our belief system. Um, And, you know, I, I... I'm not going to bring up these systems because I mean, some of these are, we're talking about groups of individuals that believe in the violation of, of supreme human rights. And they just, they do it because they believe that they're the the superior race, the better species. When, in my opinion, we're all just human beings of different creeds, religions, colors, and that's where we all need to be respectful to one another. And it really hurts me when literally you see people doing 
stupid, idiotic things over over a plastic box. I mean, the, like, how do you think the husbands feel of some of these of these women that were sent these pictures that, you know, I'm going to say right now, if somebody sent my wife a picture of their autonomy, I would want to find this dude and probably kick his ass. And, you yeah, know, it, and that and no, what go on and say what you were wanting to say. No, it's um, no, I fully agree with you. It should be. See, if you were to say that your social, if you, your social, if it, that was a requirement of Xbox or PlayStation to say you have to link your socials and you have it's a requirement to have an Xbox account, you'd find that all these people that are being dickheads would soon stop because. Although you say, yeah, you can make new Xbox accounts, right? True. But, like, say you've got a big library like you have, Centurion, and, like, say, BMG is in chat and me as well. Well, once you lose that account, you lost all them hundreds of games that you own. Gone. So there's quite a big risk to, to, to doing it. I'm not, I'm not saying they would ever do this, by the way. I'm just it's a theory. People would change their minds on how, how much of a dickhead they are online. And that's what cracks me up because like the culture that I, I, I come from, I, I think it's very interesting that there's a lot of people on social media, these keyboard warriors that think they don't do a damn thing wrong because all they are is flexing their freedom of speech when it's like, um, no wishing somebody to no, die is threatening. It, that, that, that's a crime. Uh, dick pics. Oh yeah, uh, violence, etc. Technically speaking, and, I mean, and, and a lot these... of police forces don't take it seriously, but some of them do, and you, some people have been arrested over it. You know? Um. Well, um, we're also talking about like you know, um, let, let's take the the individual that Netflix covered that got someone killed over a dollar fifty bet because he had their house SWAT teamed. Like uh, literally, we saw an innocent mm-hmm. man lose his life that wasn't even involved because these three teenagers had a falling out over a dollar 50 bet. And we've come to find out that this guy that was swatting people had did it habitually for years over and over and over and over again. He did it to schools, shot uh, multiple schools, went after news agencies. This dude even went after the freaking FCC during their net neutrality uh, meetings and had the FCC cleared out over a bomb threat. Now that was the threat. They didn't take it seriously until the FCC had it happen to him. And yeah. that, and that's where it's just like, really? And it was all because of anonymity. Like, you know, the, the guy, when you actually listen to the interview, he regrets it now, but he's like, when I first started, I I didn't have a care in the world. I didn't even think I was going to get caught because of anonymity and it's just really interesting how these individuals go on social media and do these things that would actually land people in jail and then they actually get all butthurt and crybaby over the repercussions when there is people every single day that would just love to have a good job or or would love to be able to move their family into an, a, a decent apartment complex or or a nice beautiful rented home but because years and years and many moons ago they were convicted of some crime that like I'm talking like here in Arizona marijuana is still a felony so in certain situations you could become a felon for marijuana even though it's legalized here recreationally but if you get that felony behind your name 
Woo! You could kiss off living in a nice neighborhood, having a good job, and a multiple other repercussions, all because of something you did. And now, why is it that these keyboard warriors think that the rules should not apply to them? No, I agree with you. It's um, mm, yeah, it's a hard, yeah, you know, and that's why I would like what made me feel better was when Corey Barlow. I remember. Sorry, uh, but in, uh, I had a friend once. I don't um, back when he used to play Black Ops. I think it was free, and he sent a stupid tweet to an executive at Call of Duty, basically because the servers were crap and they kept crashing. Well, I said, "You fucking delete that cunting tweet now! You have to fucking hurt Homeland Security at your front door." He, he, he didn't. He, we all were giving him shit. He deleted it. You're lucky that they didn't turn up at your front door. He said one of the most stupidest comments he ever could have made. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't go tweeting people saying, "I'm gonna, you, you deserve to have your head chopped off and shit like that." Yeah, we were like, "You'll get arrested for that," and all sorts. And he deleted it, and then luckily nothing ever happened. But he, he never done it again. But you can't say stuff like that. That's a real threat. Yeah, and that's where you can can protest professionally. You can give criticism, but you can't be threatening, derogatory, or any of that. Because then what you're trying to get across just gets lost at that point. Yeah, it does. And that, like, VMG. And that, Corey, and, like... So that's where um, I'm trying to keep these people want to put others down in check. I don't know exactly everything with Corey Barlog. I don't follow him like 100%. um, But I did like the fact that Corey Barlog came out and in flat out said, you know, using the F word that this is absolutely effing unacceptable and doing this is is wrong and all this other stuff. And then you had to see all these stupid ass comments on Corey Barlog, uh, like, like at Corey Barlog, basically people saying, well, you're using the F word with us. And so therefore you're nothing better than these guys. And it's like, whoa, this is a man who leads a team who sees his team members as practically a second family. And you guys just sexually harassed and threatened his family. He has every right in the world to be dropping an F-bomb on you guys to at least get you guys to understand the gravity of the situation. So you're telling, and then you see these other people that come in. We're not going to name them. We know who you are. But at this time, you guys have proven you are absolutely some of the biggest losers on social media on saying, oh, these developers, they work for us. So it's their fault that this is happening because they get us all hyped up for a game. It's all their fault. So you're telling me that no one is allowed to hype the product that they've worked years and years for to get everybody excited for this product, but because they couldn't deliver it on time, that is a reason to violate their rights? Yeah, it's not good. Like BMG says you never get this in films, but mm, you might not get it in... I don't know. I bet you probably do get it in films because if you ever see the DC guys versus the Marvel guys in in videos and comment sections, I bet you that they do send some crazy shit to, to in movie industry. You just don't hear about it. Guarantee oh, you do. Oh, it is, and it's it's also starting to get a little bit um, 
it's starting to also go all over the place because we see, you know, movie studios uh, wanting to interject a lot of today's issues into movies. And obviously people from both sides of the argument see this and one side is like, yay, that's right. It's finally in film. And the other half is like, oh my God, I can't believe this. It's absolutely disgusting that they put this in a movie. And then we just watch it just unfold on social media when it's like, literally you just want to be like, you want to, you just want to sit there with like a doll in front of the world and be like, can somebody please point on the doll? where having a difference of opinion or a different lifestyle or a different set of choices affects you, you know? And and I say that because I suffer from horrible, horrible allergies and I actually have to wear um, particulate matter matter masks. I actually have a face mask that has a built-in air purifier on the side of it for my job. My boss bought it for me because of what I go through. Um, And to this day... Uh, to this day, I still have people that feel insulted that I'm wearing a mask and they basically throw a whip at me. They're like, oh, you're wearing a mask. You're, you're one of these people that believe that COVID's a real thing. And then I have to be like, yo, dude, all right, for starters, be quiet. We don't want to get on the COVID train. I actually have bad allergies. And if I inhale too much dust, my nose starts to bleed. Who the hell are you to judge me because I'm wearing a mask? You have no idea what I go through. You're not living my life. You don't have my issues. So please do the rest of the world favor and keep your mouth shut. Exactly. That's true. That is welcome to um, the graphic gods. Thanks for popping in, Jake. Welcome. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm not trying to go down this road of bitching. (laughs) It's it's mental how how, how it's all going. And I'm excited for God of War. I mean, let's talk about the positives here. We're going to see another iteration of Corey Barlog's God of War. For me, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What? Corey Barlog didn't hasn't made the new God of War. Just, just, just so you know that, okay? Um, Who did the last so one? He did twenty eighteen, I believe. What I believe what Corey Barlog is now because he's so synonymous with God of War. I believe what. I believe he's worked on the game, but he's not his baby like 2018's was. Well, I believe that he is like the figurehead. You know, the the, the basic the face of the company, social media. Basically, he's well. he's Sony's Vince Impala. Yeah, and, and well, that's for, where for that studio. Yeah. Yes, he's Van, he's Sony Santa Monica's Vince Impala, and that and that's where for me that's why I call it Corey Barlog's um, God of War. Go. Because the Lobster reason why, uh, the reason so. why I say this is because um, I was not a fan of the hack and slash God of War that was back in the day on the PS2 and the PS3. I'll be upfront. I am trying my hardest right now to play Devil May Cry. I bought the collection. I even got uh, part five. I want to enjoy the story. I'm there for the story. But yeah. I will be, I will say it right now. I have no intention of sitting there and playing that game repetitiously for its hack and slash mechanics. Um, but I'm not, that's where I, when I was discussing this with uh, a person at work the other day, I was telling her about my experiences with God of War from 2018. 
And she is completely mind blown because she's like, whoa, wait a minute. God of War is what? Because she thought it was a hack and slash. You run around chopping stuff up. Kratos is screaming, fighting the gods. We all know the story of God of, you know, Kratos, the destroyer. And that's where um, when I told her, I'm like, well, uh, this dude, Corey Barlog, decided to remake it uh, with Sony's help. They wanted to have a new vision uh, for, for God of War. And well, they once started... they got told that they, once they got told they didn't like the vision that they had, they had to go back to the drawing board and change it. Because did you did you watch Raising Kratos? Did you yes. watch that documentary? And that's where Sony even wanted change. But that's where you know how do how do you how as the game director you want to try to stay true to the original? It's hard. It's like how it's like everyone moans about gears. How do you change gears? It's a difficult one, but they nailed it. And I, that's my opinion. But, but I can't say they nailed it because I wasn't playing God of War previous and I've only played a little bit of God of War, but they won game, they won loads of awards, everyone raves about it, so they must have done something right. I enjoyed God, I enjoy Gears of War 4. I enjoyed it. I mean, I thought the robots were a nice touch. Everybody got mad at the robots. Well, yeah, if I you got want mad at the robots. You wanted new enemy types, well. You can't exactly just have the horde come back willy nilly out of nowhere. You got to build that up to it, and you got to have some kind of uh, a protagonist to actually give the heroes something to fight before you can get to the horde. So, hey, guess what? An out of control government with robotic warriors. There you go. I thought it was a nice touch. I I enjoyed Gears Four. I enjoyed Gears Five. Um, I'm looking forward to Gears Six. Um, and this is where I really do say that, you know, game directors and companies should be able to change something. Uh, and sometimes it might not be the greatest thing. Other times it can really make a game really kind of advance even further in its lore. And I feel that God of War now has had, has hit more of a tone for me. Um, because I actually enjoyed the story of Kratos and Atreus and this whole father and son bonding while trying to save the world and understand, you know, the and helping Atreus come to terms with he's the son of a god of war. And that's why he has these aggressions and all this other stuff. And like when I was explaining this to the chick at work who grew up on the original God of War trilogy, and she's like, I need to get a PlayStation. I need to see this because this sounds really interesting. And like literally, like at first when you discussed God of War, we just run around beating stuff up. But now that you find she found out that there's a huge story element, she actually wants to go out and get God of War 2018 and start playing it uh, on her husband's PS4 just to check this out because she had no idea this is what it became. Um, and like, I mean, dude, there's more reasons that I love God of War. Uh, Christopher Judge, awesome actor, the the actor who played Teal'c in Stargate SG One. He's able to be Kratos. He even said in Raising Kratos that uh, being able to play Kratos in God of War reinvigorated his love for acting because he was ready to tap out. He didn't want to be an actor anymore. And then he found a new love for it in um, basically stop motion animation and also being able to uh, um, voice these characters in the games. That's good. That is, it's... um... Because BMG just said God of War has time travel. <laughs> well, so did so did um, 
quantum break and everybody for some reason didn't some <laughs> everybody hated quantum break because apparently it was a movie slash game and not just a game i enjoyed the hell out of quantum break and i loved the story and the concept that that game had basic did you ever play quantum break no dude you need to you need to go and play that because that game is actually founded in so much science it's not right the idea of creating a gravitational field and walking down a corridor either in a because basically when you first start playing the game you get to see the machine before they start screwing with everything and they even make you go through and power the machine up to understand what is going on um and they've built this hallway around the device that creates the gravitational pull kind of like similar to a black hole and depending on how long it takes you to walk through the corridor and how much of a and whether you're going clockwise through the corridor or counterclockwise because it's a circular hallway walking around this device you actually can go forward or backwards through time um and it's just really really of this crazy concept of you know does the act of trying to stop the end of the world create the end of the world? I don't know. I've not completed it. <laughs> Watch it with the movie, but that's where it got really cool when you actually see like that main protagonist that is always hunting the main character. And it's like when you actually get into the story and you're like, why is this dude trying to stop the guy from saving the world? Because he's convinced that he's the source of the end of the world and he's trying to protect his family. And you're seeing these two individuals who literally are both fighting the same fight, which is protect your family, protect everybody. But because of the difference of opinions, they do not see eye to eye. It's interesting that. Um, um. Anyways, but now let's talk about that that trailer that you hit me up on Skull and Bones. Oh, if PMG started, you'll get PMG started. You will because it like when it was first announced. What something like five years now, ago? Now you're talking the one so you wanted me to watch. By the way, is this one that is like mostly like. Um, yeah, you gotta watch out for the you gotta watch for the the actual gameplay bits because they they hid the gameplay bits. Yeah, I, it's yeah. basically a like mostly cinema and basically CG'd, and that's where I was just like, man, there's not really a huge lot amount of uh, gameplay per se. It's a reason but... for it. It is there. It looks terrible. It, you yeah. see it. What do you think this game is gonna do? Do I think perform, or I think will it be a good game? Uh, whatever. Do you think it's going to be a good game, a bad game? Do you think it's going to sell horribly? Do you think people are interested? Well, I want to know why you'd think it was a good idea to release a seventy-pound game uh, the day before God of War, and in a window where Call of Duty, uh, Overwatch Two, it's going to be free, and all these big games are coming out. I want to know what. Who actually thought uh, Ubisoft this would be a good idea? Uh, a bit miffed there, I am. Um, I'm going to be <laughs> honest. I really wonder if 
Ubisoft doesn't care. I'm wondering if they just want this game to excuse, excuse you, you know, expression. I feel like they just want this game to get murked and disappear. I, I feel like this game has been steeped in development. Hell. Um, it, it is basically taking the game mechanics from a game that was popular at the beginning of the Xbox one era with Assassin's Creed black flag. And that's where like, excuse the pun, but maybe the ship is already sailed for this game because yeah, you know, we're taking the game mechanic from Assassin's Creed black flag. That game has came, went, and the enjoyment is gone. And now we're trying to somehow and reinvigorate something that should have came out years ago. Yeah, because even like BMG was saying, he says he loved loved Skull and Bones originally, you know, when it was announced years ago. But once they showed off the game this time around, it looks it looks and plays awful. Assassin's Creed Black Flag plays and looks better as he's a he's a he's a big um, Assassin's Creed fan, and for a game that was a launch title. To say that for about a game that's coming out in 2022, a launch title of the PlayStation 4, I think it was, an Xbox One probably, around that time, that's really bad for a game that was, you know, and we've got a game that's coming out in 2022. I, and <laughs> the other thing I'm worried about is how many of us are going to get into this game and be like, oh my God, this is a more realistic sea of thieves like it this reminds me of sea of thieves that reminds me of sea of thieves and it's more like yeah i'm seeing the actual gameplay now like the actual walking around and i really do not hope that these guys uh went and basically used sea of thieves as a concept of well what can we do with this we have a really great game mechanic that everybody loved but we have no idea what to do with it. Let's go watch what happened with Sea of Thieves. Yeah, they, they I don't even think they, they kind of have because Sea of Thieves is more of a co-op experience, as you know, and you actually have your own you have your own crew members on this and you have to keep them happy. And you have to keep your, your teammates happy. These are just not these ain't human. I mean, they ain't players behind them. They're actually AI. It's, um, I don't know if they have looked at Sea of Thieves. Cause I don't know. Do, I, no, I think that, the, like you say, I think the ship may have sailed. I don't, because, I, I think they're going to try to compete with Sea of Thieves because Sea of I mean, Thieves well, is you, honestly well, the only. To, sit, I'll be honest, Sinto, and if they want to do that, they're going to have to just. Bring it out free to play and give it give it to everyone for free if they want to. That, that's I can't see releasing it at seventy quid. I know that I knew that I know the new standard is seven. It's becoming seventy seventy quid uh, now, so seventy dollars. But but CFEs was never seventy dollars. It's I believe it was only ever fifteen twenty quid. It was never an expensive game to buy. You want it was you want like a little off the rails thought that I have about this game. I really, because of Ubisoft and their desire to test the grounds of games as a service and this free-to-play model, we've seen Ubisoft come out and say that they have partnerships with PlayStation, they have partnerships with Xbox. I'm wondering if they're going to put this in uh, 
in Game Pass and Sony's uh, Sony's uh, subscription service PS Now. Oh, that, that potentially, potentially. I don't know. Microsoft, that... I, don't, I don't actually think Microsoft will be pleased by that because it's like their game. Well, it's not like their game, but it's the same kind of genre thing. Right, but we have seen lately uh, Ubisoft games have popped up in Game Pass, and in my opinion, it may. If I know Phil Spencer, and if I was over at the table over at Microsoft Game Studios, I would say let it be in the service because there's no effing way that this game holds weight to Sea of Thieves. Like the water effects alone are not on the caliber that Sea of Thieves has going on. No, I agree. It doesn't look very good at all. Um... Well, yeah, like in the gameplay right here, I just saw something dip into the water and it didn't affect the water in oh, any and way. Apparently, it, it basically, it clipped into the water. That's the thing. You can't jump, from what I understand, you can't jump. You know, I see a phase, you could just jump in the water. Um, you can't do that bit. It it does it for you. It's not a bit you can do, I don't think. What do you mean it does it for you? No, I don't... You know, BMG might be able to help in chat. I don't think... You know how Sea of Thieves, you do it yourself. You can jump off the board, mess about like what I do, jump off the board, chuck people off board, stuff like that. I don't think the actual getting on the boat process you can do yourself. I think... The game does it for you. Interesting. I, nah, I might be completely wrong. Someone correct me if I am wrong. But, uh... So that that's actually something I do when I play Sea of Thieves with my friends because of just how aggressive I can play from playing online multiplayers. My friends that play Sea of Thieves with me that don't play online multiplayer very heavily, when we start getting chased by other people that want to start ruining the fun, that's when I'm like, hey, take over the boat. I'm jumping off this thing for a second. When you see me, uh, when you basically see me out in the middle of the ocean, will you please come pick me back up? And the funny part is I will literally sneak onto these guys' boats and I'll, and go down into the bottom of the boat and basically start pretty much screwing with their boat and sinking it while they're chasing the, my friends in our boat. And then when they realize I'm downstairs, they start trying to come downstairs and then you got the blunderbuss and you just start blowing them away. And they're stuck in the, in the world of the afterlife waiting to respawn. And you're basically sinking their damn boat. And it's all because it was like, yeah, you guys didn't know, like I'm crazy enough to jump off my boat and land in the water and wait for you to go by and catch onto your boat. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, BMG, just give you some advice. Don't play Sea of Thieves with tubs. <laughs> I enjoy playing Sea of Thieves. It's actually one of the few games my wife enjoys to play. And that's why I don't like it when you see these, like, yeah, like, oh, it's Sea of Thieves, it's a pirate's game. You're supposed to screw with people. Yeah, but screw with people that actually that literally look like they instigate it. But I mean, like if you're a team of four and you're chasing down a sloop of two people, that that's just, you're just basically at this time, just basically a screwed up individual who just needs to go find something else to do in the game. Like just because a game has a mechanic in it that allows you to screw with people doesn't mean you're supposed to use that mechanic 
to a, a, a god-awful sense to where people don't want to play the game anymore. That's why a lot of people turn off crossplay on Sea of Thieves because the PC players just have nothing better to do with their time than, like, for them, Sea of Thieves is just floating around screwing with people. They don't go get treasure. They don't follow the riddles. They don't do any of the other game mechanics that have been put into Sea of Thieves. They just go around and screw with people. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, I've only played it a few t- <laughs> a few times to be Every time I played it, it, it is fun. But I do, oh, I fun. do, I, I do mess about. It's like I kept chucking bombs at BMG. He's sinking the boat. But, you know. Yes, I've had my fun with like with playing toxic. Well, I don't even try to play toxically. For me, it's more like when my friends are down below having fun, laughing. Uh, gathering treasure, I'm always up in the crow's nest up top looking for the other half of the equation, which is the the actual true pirates of the game. And, you know, it's just like, I remember like with, uh, what is it? The division in the uh, the, the uh, dark zone. Um, the dark zone was something that the creators wanted people to have to create a very, very interesting game element because you would have people that would go rogue. But then when the yeah. game developers realized that they were doing this way too often, that's when they started creating the rogue mechanics where if you started doing it habitually, you would have a bounty put on you and then people can see you on the map. They basically, again, going back to being anonymous, they removed your anonymity. Now, all of a sudden, you're a blip on the radar with a skull that lets everybody in the area know there's an a-hole running around and he's on this street. (laughs) And by the way, if you kill him, you'll get a bonus. And all of a sudden, the hunter becomes the hunted. Yeah, that's a good idea, that is. So, but no, um, you want my honest opinion? I want to, I want to check out Skull and Bones, but I'm not going to obviously, like you say, pay 70 bucks for it. If I was to buy it, I would really have to first watch a lot of reviews on the game of people that were actively playing the game. Like, uh, I remember when Atlas first came out, I wanted to check out Atlas, but then when I found out Atlas was a complete buggy mess, and that the game mechanics didn't work properly and that it was also just really, really more like a, a survival game. I pretty much gave up on Atlas. I didn't get invested into Atlas. I never even bought it. I'm hoping Skull and Bones actually has a little bit more weight than Atlas because, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say I'm not going to play a game because the graphics aren't up to snuff. I mean, I just got done recently playing um what's it called uh ghostbusters the video game a t- an xbox 360 title i mean nice. i was making i was making fun of the destruction mechanics in that game the whole time i was playing because literally you could blow something up and a chunk of it would land in front of your character and now you're stuck and you have to basically turn on the 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 portion of the proton pack that allows you to grip items and move them out of the way. And you literally had to move a chunk of a bookcase out of your way because the destruction mechanic of the game 
pretty much wouldn't allow your character to like basically it interfered with gameplay you sometimes had to move the pieces you were blowing up out of your way because your character could not traverse over them that's crazy nice yeah i'm what do you think i'm not trying to be all talky talky no no i won't even play i won't even play the game to be fair i won't even it comes to game pass I won't bother. Really? No. Pirate's life isn't the pirate's life isn't for you? Not really. No. No. I won't try it. I do think it's interesting that they don't like so you can't jump in the water, but are you able to jump from boat to boat, or is that an animation as well? I don't know, but from what I heard what people have been saying that you can't do that. But I might be wrong on that. I might be wrong. I might have that, heard something wrong. It might be about a different game. I might have got mixed up. That might be interesting because uh, we've seen uh, the mechanic used in Black Flag, which was the birth of it. Then we saw it get used in uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. And finally, I really feel it got its perfection in Assassin's Creed Odyssey when you were able to ram the boats and break them in half, upgrade the boat, you were able to jump over onto the boats and take out the commanding officer and like the other crew members on that boat would surrender because their commanding officer just got assassinated. Um, that would be really interesting if somehow this some of the game mechanics are stripped down considering Ubisoft was the ones that kind of created these mechanics yeah it is yeah it, i'm not i'm not i'm not someone who's high on the ubisoft i don't really play oh. assassin's creed i don't play division i don't play a lot of their games because a lot of their games are cookie cookie cutter they're cookie cutter copy and paste and uh bmg won't won't agree with that at all but a lot of their shooters just look mm. the same. It's like Division and Ghost Wildlands and all they, they, them shooting games. They all look the same. Um, yeah, I'll say right now, uh, the Division, anything Tom Clancy or Ghost Recon, they're in bed with each other. I mean, like th- yeah. these these two concepts are constantly having hybrid versions of each other that very that share a lot of similarities. Uh, we all know um, the idea of of far cry climbing to the tower and synchronizing at the top of the tower and having the world spin. And all of a sudden all these map icons unlock. That was a very shared thing between assassin creed games and far cry games. Um, I remember when far cry five came out and they had you climb to the, the first thing they did is have you climb to the top of a tower. And they actually made fun of, they're like, Oh, well, we're not going to make you climb to the top of a tower every single time in this game, blah, blah, blah. It was even a joke for them. Um, I'm not going to fault somebody for having a game mechanic that they fall in love with. Um, because we see PlayStation has their, has their love of game mechanics as well. Third person over the shooter, uh, story driven cinematic experiences. Uh, we all, they all love to climb on walls, push boxes, um, uh, crafting mechanics. Um, it just, you know, there is a little bit of sharedness when it comes to concepts that these game companies like to reuse in different games. Um, but for me, it's the unique, 
how do you you reuse for me it's more like the story that makes it unique and the that's what i love about far cry games like i remember when far cry 6 came out everybody's like oh my god it's just more far cry well is that a bad thing like is that wrong to say that a far cry game is more far cry like what would you rather have it be would you would you want them to all of a sudden turn far cry into wildlands or the division um so at least far cry is more far cry um from now i will definitely say ubisoft is getting themselves in some hot water um which would obviously bring us to like kind of starting off on the next topic um ubisoft is starting to remove content from people they're starting to remove uh dlc uh they're shutting down servers to single player games uh which is always you know why does a single player game need a server um there is a lot of things going on right now with ubisoft and the direction of the company and i'm very curious what ubisoft is going to look like in the next five to ten years and the concepts of their games and the type of consumer that they're going to try to attract to their ecosystem because we all know that they're wanting to go down this road of games as a service and everything is online and it, oh i really don't know how to feel the direction that ubisoft wants to go with their games no you're right it's um they want to be they want to be the next da the yeah, live service though they do. Um, I don't know if they can do it. They've got to, they've got to provide real value, even if they do free to play. They've got to provide a great game, a great service, and great support and a whole roadmap of content. They've got to have it full on to be successful because you're competing against the next live service game. It's like. I think all live service games should use uh, how not to do a live service game is tell it show everyone what Halo Infinite did. That should be a ground piece to show people not what to do because it's um, it's a bad move. Uh, well, Halo, I don't even think Free Thought actually research what what uh, live service games even do. The most basic thing of when you uh, when you buy a season pass, from what I gather, is if you complete the season pass, they give you enough points to rebuy the season pass next season. They weren't doing that. A lot of things they could have researched from Fortnite and Apex Legends and stuff like that. They didn't even do that. So it makes it does. There is this theory out there that that war, was Halo Infinite meant to be a live service game? As in, was it really? Or did they just cop that, that live service on when they realised that the game wasn't going to be ready? And then they flipped the script to, and let's go with a live service game because then we can make excuses left, right and centre and, and everyone will be fine with it. See what I mean? It's, yeah. uh, I, I, I don't hate to bring Halo I, I I don't know if the, the franchise is done for. I, I really don't know why they're, the problem's going on. I'm, I'm not, not going to bring up the allegations that were, were made with certain employees there, but because no one knows if they're real, they're alleged. Um, 
it it sounds like really really bad and it's it's making Microsoft look really bad and the Xbox brand really bad. I don't know what to say. Uh, but sorry, I'll uh, go back onto Ubisoft. I no, think the future is they, they just want to be free-to-play based. I just think they want loads of free-to-play games and make billions in the process. But it's not that simple. You can't capture that that Fortnite hype, even though that, that Fortnite hype has been going for a long time. You've got to do it right, and it's not simple. And uh, so, There's only so many games out there that are willing to try something new because... You, basically, if someone plays your game, you're taking it them away from another game. So you just got to provide value and content, and even even if it's a free to play game, you've got to offer value or what is perceived value just for just playing the game, and uh, a roadmap for content. Uh, to be honest, you got to have content, but also that's the other problem is for starters. I know there's a free-to-play aspect of Fortnite, but Fortnite is not a free-to-play game. Fortnite Battle Royale is a free-to-play mode where the actual game, Fortnite, the, the Save the World campaign, is still locked behind a paywall. There's always been talks of them wanting to make that mode uh, free-to-play as well, but they've never brought that across the finish line. Um, I feel the P and that's where, uh, I feel the PVE experience of Fortnite is actually really fun to me. And it's really tragic that that experience is locked behind a paywall because, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people that would prefer to play a PVE experience versus a PVP experience. Um, and this is coming from an elder scrolls online, uh, player, Um, I did come out and actually say on TXR last night, we went and checked. I got my first achievement in Elder Scrolls Online in 2016. That is games as a service. Obviously, you got to play your barrier of entry to get in. There is a lot of monetization. There's a lot of paywalls, but these paywalls are not in your face. Um, you know, if you want to go to that area of the map and that area of the map happened to be a game expansion outside of the original, the original game. Yeah. There's a pay, there's a paywall there. The developers had to work and create that area just because you, you spent your 60 bucks when that game first came out. Doesn't mean you should be able to get that area. The average expansion for that game costs about 40 bucks and that 40 bucks gives you an add-on that will last you pretty much the entire year. They release their first expansion about June of every year. And about three months later, four months later, they release the second expansion to cap off the year. And everybody plays it until June of next year. Um, And in that world of Elder Scrolls Online, the PvP mode is either A, in a completely different region of the map, you need to go into your user interface and actually request to go into this area of the world. And only that like PVP only takes place in these certain areas and the outside of these areas, it's called dueling. Um, and when you do dueling, you have to walk up to another character and request, Hey, I would like to duel you. 
I have it happen all the time, but obviously I don't oblige them. I most of the time decline them because, um, you know, when you basically duel somebody and if you lose, it affects your equipment and then you got to go repair your equipment and bring it back up. You're actually wasting resources. So I don't duel. Um, the only reason why people like to duel is because it's an XP grind. Hey, if you know what, if you want to go XP grind, go, go to the PVP area, have your fun with the other PVP players, but don't bring that crap in here. Um, and like, I, I have had a very fun experience playing elder scrolls online, but I haven't partaked very heavily in the PVP aspect of the game. Games as a service can work. Um, Fortnite, if you look at, look at how many times Fortnite has had to evolve. Is, is the original, like, if I'm right, the Battle Royale map is not the same map as when it first came out. I think it's completely different at this point, right? I have no idea. But I, I would say they probably have changed it. Yeah. Um, and now, basically, is is that what well, that, we're expecting that, out of... That, hmm? that they are the company that are so clever because they innovate. Like, even they've got, like... It doesn't seem like they are, but they are that they they are very fast to patch things. They're very because Fortnite is still in the battle royale mode is still in people. It's still in beta, and I think it it will remain in beta because in beta uh, patches etc. cheaper, and they, they, you can release them faster. Um, but. The, the cleverest thing I think is when they end in, not the, when they end the seasons. Now they turn they they turn the game off, don't they? Have you seen it with the, with, with the kids going crazy online? Mm-hmm. Have you have you not seen it? Oh no, I've seen it. That's yeah, hilarious. They just turn it off. They, they leave it on a screen, and that's it. Because the first time we've done it, they made people believe that it had been hacked or something. They didn't tell nobody, did they? It's ended. No, yeah, the world ended. Black hole. But that was clever. But it was pissing people off, but it worked. It gained more hype because of it. And God, go play a different game. Touch some grass. You know, like we're gonna cry. Like you know, Elder Scrolls Online has their servers taken down every couple of months. Um uh as a matter of fact, I went through one the other night uh as I was playing. Uh, the, the system messenger popped up on my screen and it, it's right in the middle of your screen. You cannot miss this. It says server scheduled server maintenance takes place in one hour, finish up what you're doing and get the hell out of here in one hour, because we're going to flip the switch. That's exact transparent. Well, because, um, PlayStation used to take their servers off all the time, didn't they? To, to upgrade the to, to upgrade maintenance, they used to take the actually put the servers down, didn't they? Am I wrong? I'm sure they used to take the servers down to to upgrade PlayStation. Oh yeah, yeah, they would do. Ma- all of them have to do maintenance. But I don't ever remember the only advantage being the- down for maintenance very often. Well, that's because ma- Xbox has the Azure system. They can they have data centers all over the over the world and those data centers can actually help, you know, funnel some of the the stuff, you know, 
Um, but obviously when you shut down one group of servers and you try to get another group of servers spun up to help, um, you're still going to have latency and lag and all that other fun stuff with slow rates of service because they're not using the normal servers. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it, it, it is a good thing that they're using Microsoft Azure. Um, my, that is the benefit to them not just being a games company or a, a hardware developer. They, they own everything, don't they, Microsoft? <laughs> well, they don't own everything, um, especially when it comes to licensing games. Well, nearly. No, right. Well, ne- ne- well the, out of all the companies, they have literally got technology and everything. Well, they're more diversified for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah the whole... Right. That the was licensing a nice transition. Thing. Go right. on, transition. How about you go ahead and tell everybody? So, from what I understand, there was a letter sent to certain users via their emails for Xbox Live, and apparently, when you get the Games with Gold service, they're no longer going to be providing Xbox 360 games. They're going to transition to giving you Xbox One titles instead, because. I think they've run out of games they can give you, uh, apparently. Well, I also think that developers are not allowing them to continue. Because when you got a game through Xbox Gold, um, the 360 titles, that game was yours to keep. Even if you get rid of your Gold subscription, all the 360 titles, they were giving you the license for the game. It wasn't a rental thing where Xbox One titles and the basically anything provided with games with gold that was an Xbox One game or newer had the stipulation of you have to keep your subscription active to be able to use these games. I really think a lot of developers now are wanting to use the, uh, the, the premise of here we can put our games in game pass now we don't need to use games with gold to get our game out there um and i really do feel that games with gold is becoming antiquated yeah it's to be honest i mean when you look at even playstation plus even their even their offerings of the lowest package outweigh what you get on games with gold games with gold is crap even on PlayStation Plus, most month PlayStation Plus put out better games than Games of Gold. They just do. But even people I know that have been critical of PlayStation do say that they just give you better games with Games of Gold uh, with with PlayStation Plus. I'm on about the normal tier, you know, you pay for online the the, the basic tier, and they have done for a long time, and I don't know why. Xbox have dragged it out this long and I don't know what to say to you really. Maybe that is their excuse that they run out of games to give Uh, you. We saw some duplicate titles like I believe Torchlight just came up for the second time. We've seen some other games given away twice. But over the years, there's also been some good titles come out like uh, Lost Planet. Um, What is the other ones? Um, Dead Space. There has been some decent titles that come out of the Games with Gold program. Yeah, but not many in recent times, really. It isn't, there's not a lot there. 
there isn't really anymore. But hopefully, with, with Xbox One, they've got so much variety now to give to give people. They have. Hopefully, things should start getting better soon. I mean, BMG's just said the T's and C's have always stated that games and services are subject to change, and digital digital content can be pulled or stopped at, at any time. And we all agree to this when we have access to the store. Clearly, the purpose of game purpose to get everyone onto Game Pass is to move, is to move people over to Game Pass. I don't know if that's going to work because there's a lot of people that are quite happy to just have the basic tier uh, to play online. Uh, you got to remember, you got people that just just play Call of Duty online. They play FIFA. They're not really interested, to be honest, in Game Pass. And that, that's a, and they never seem to release some stats, but I guarantee you there's still more people on gold than there is on Game Pass. It's just, it will be, it just will be because it's, if you only play one or two, one or two games a year, and even if Call of Duty comes to, if the deal goes through uh, next year, where they buy Activision Blizzard, uh, that wouldn't even be enough for some people because if you just play Call of Duty, that's all you play. £120 a year is very expensive to play one game. Um, some people are just set in their ways. They don't want to try more games. It's just the way they are. And that is just the way it is. But, yeah... It's, it's an interesting one, but uh, so, so I'm now you brought you... up the hundred and twenty dollars thing. Yeah, I, I I said it last night on TX. It's great value, but if you just play one game, it's not going to be value for you. Well, I well, if we really think about it, currently, ten bucks a month gets you a handful of free games through Games with Gold and all that other stuff. I came out on TXR last night and said, at this point, the writing is on the wall. When they tried the price hike of Xbox, uh, the subscription, like the Xbox um, gold service price hike that we all know everybody lost their minds over. um, The writing has been on the wall since that day that we know that Microsoft wants to funnel people into the game, into the Game Pass subscription. So why don't they just... And what that's what I don't get. Right, fair enough. Xbox Live Gold is the cheapest tier. So simply just turn Xbox Live Gold, get rid of it, and anyone who's got who's signed up to gold for X amount of years, just give them the basic console version and keep it that low price. And eventually the people people will migrate, everyone will be on it. It's not difficult. Just change it to, just change the say it's changing, but don't worry, you're not losing service, and you'll still get your value for money. Don't put the price up, and that is how you transition the people. I now that's where I feel because the price hike, because people couldn't wanted to say you can't raise the price on it. Um, I really feel at this point they're going to devalue the service. I really foresee them in the future stopping giving away games for free altogether. Um, and basically, you pay your your $10 a month 
to have access to online multiplayer. If that's all you want is online multiplayer, you're going to pay for it at a high premium. Or you could go to Game Pass Ultimate and for $5 extra a month, you could get blank. I, I really do feel that they are going to remove the, the free games over time from gold because gold no longer fits their business strategy. Gold is no longer, no longer suits Microsoft in the, what they're trying to do with the game industry. And at this point, I really feel that games with the, at least the free games with games with gold altogether do not fit what Microsoft is trying to do. And I just really feel like, you know, if you guys aren't going to let us rise the raise the price, we're just going to devalue it and make it to where this is all you get. Yeah, no, I can totally see that, I can. Um, but as for making, uh, as for making the service expensive, if we just want to pay online, they should drop that eventually because they've made it clear what they want to be. They want the subscription model and people people pay for the games. You shouldn't pay for online, really. Uh, but Why? Because console, PC doesn't? Because console gamers have always paid for online. Saying that, though, I say that Xbox gamers have already always paid for online. PlayStation didn't introduce it until the PlayStation 4. Right, but we had they this didn't. discussion on TXR last night. During the PS3 era and during the Xbox 3 era, you had to pay about five bucks to play online on an Xbox where it was free on PlayStation. And we all saw the what you get for free. Can't change your name. It was held oh, together yeah. by duct tape and bubble gum. You could yeah. see a night and day difference between the two platforms. And the platform that charged $5 had a much better optimized and safer ecosystem for your data. I have never been one of these people to champion, give it to me for free, but I also want my data protected. I don't want hackers. I don't want people to be able to mod the game and put in bots and all these aim bots and all this other stuff. I want, I want, I want, I want. And meanwhile, it's like, okay, you're giving me a long list of wants, but can you pay me to do, oh, I don't want to pay for it. Really? And we're all, well, the people on PC, PC is the Wild West for hacking. Some of the most craziest stuff you will ever see take place in an online multiplayer game most of the time takes place on PC. Yeah, I won't argue with any of the points. You've got very valid points you have. It's, um, it's just I feel something that Microsoft eventually will drop the paywall on, on, on that. But, but then again... It's took them a long time to drop the paywall on the free-to-play games. And I truly believe that only dropped the paywall on free-to-play games was because of Halo Infinite being free-to-play. Oh, also, no, it? no, I think Sony Sony allows free-to-play games um, to be played on now, what uh, I mean is, PlayStation. Because PlayStation, sorry, I should clarify, PlayStation done it for a long time before. Exactly. I, I believe Xbox only dropped their paywall on the free-to-play games because Halo Infinite was coming. That too, but also like their competition did it, and they were always being held to oh, this. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I, Sony, Sony, Sony. But, yeah, but it took them years to do it. I, felt, I believe that. I don't know how long it was, but I think PlayStation had a long, 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 long time before them. Well, for the 
um, actually Crusader pointed it out um, last night. They did that when the day Microsoft made free to play games really truly free to play without having to pay for online multiplayer was kind of the worst sorry for trying to raise the price of gold. They they came back. They I kind started, of they, believe him because Crusader is quite a very oh, yeah. knowledgeable guy. He and and he is, and he was correct. I actually remember the news articles. Everybody for like the first day or two, Microsoft was being like literally crucified for raising the price of of online multiplayer. And um, Microsoft came out and was like, "Sorry, this was something that we had." scheduled to be done years and years ago but nobody thought that the pandemic would be happening during that time and all this other stuff so we're not going to make the price hike we're going to leave it the way it is and we're going to allow free to play multiplayer games to be truly free and to be able to be played without an online subscription now now that's where I think it's really interesting. Everybody wants Microsoft to go free, like make all online multiplayer free. Well, is what about PlayStation? We all know PlayStation loves the nickel and dime. They charge $10 for upgrades. Like, I mean, like Microsoft is giving people value for being in their ecosystem, even though their ecosystem requires a paywall for online multiplayer. But I can go in right now and pop in my Elder Scrolls Online game. Oh, you're on a Series X. Here's a more optimized version of the game. Meanwhile, on PlayStation, if you go buy God of War, which comes out, God of War Ragnarok, on the PS4, and you try to put that disc into a PS5, uh, oh, oh, sorry, you bought the game digitally on the PS4, and then you go get yourself a PS5, oh, yeah, you got to give us 10 bucks to play it on here now. Really? Like that that was where i would like so xbox has put things in there to basically give their customers value where i feel playstation is going down this road of we need 10 bucks for this 10 bucks for that oh a 20 dollar over here for this yeah, and i re i don't really feel uh, microsoft is incentivized to make game to make online multiplayer free no you are right i mean with playstation people they just pay it See? Oh, they pay it gladly. I, I, they, they literally like, think that, like, they think PlayStation's somehow going out of business, and they're like, "No, they need my ten bucks." What? Yeah. Well, like, like BMG said, this like, was it a mistake, or was it actually a smart forward thinking and a marketing play? I think that Microsoft actually the price hike was done on purpose because they knew what was going to happen, but they capitalized on it. I don't know. Maybe certain people may have done it on purpose, but I do feel at least from Phil Spencer's reaction, it was a little left out. It was out of left field for him. He was like, what the hell you guys are trying to do? What? Hmm. I don't know. I always thought that they would, it was a marketing ploy, even though. Hey, bad news is still news. It is. Vincent Mann, famous for saying that. <laughs> Good old Vince McMahon. You heard the news about him, right? 
Well, we stepped down as CEO, and uh, Stephanie's CEO, and and Triple right. H is back, and well, she's no, given it... she, she's given Triple H more power back. But from what I understand, even though all that happened, Vince is still in charge of creative, so not much is going to really change. Even though he's not CEO, he's still head of creative, so not much is going to change there. That's why we've got AEW. <laughs> oh I'm my made, god I'm still learning all the wrestlers on AEW there's a lot of them a lot of, a big Speaking roster AEW hold on do you do you have a TikTok? oh my god a TikTok? yeah oh wait a minute hold it damn it I gotta send you this video like freaking my brother sent me this and literally, it's CM Punk and some other dude at AEW just having this back and forth. And you can tell this was real. You could full yeah. on tell this was real. You could tell these guys did not like each other. And it was just like, dang. Now, this is, uh, this is in my opinion, uh, and that's, the, that's the kind of stuff I want to see in wrestling is that real aggressive... Um, well, at the minute, I mean, the, the stuff that AEW's doing is representative of what we've seen in the Attitude Era. That is that is what's happening in AEW. The way they are, it's pretty it's like the Attitude Era, kind of. It is what's happening there. Here we are. We'll send that to you. You'll love this one. That that That's a TikTok of these guys going uh, back and forth and... They're like using like like comments like the you don't see me, man. And I'm like, oh my god, so we're using WWE superstars as insults. <laughs> Anyways, but no, I'm I'm curious what's gonna happen on the long term with games with gold and just how much the uh See him <laughs> message redacted. <laughs> I think there was a typo. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch that after. Will I've got it? I yeah, you got to watch that. You'll laugh. My brother sent me that, and I'm like, oh my god! It just shows you though. CM Punk owned his own name. Oh yeah, and the thing is though, like that when you watch that video that uh, that I sent you, that is why I need to tune into AEW. Uh, that is what I'm looking for in wrestling is these guys literally cutting each other down at the knees because they understand at the end of the day that this is a competition to obviously get to the top of that, that glass ceiling and then try to shatter it. And, you know, I'm sorry, but dude, if you're going to go toe to toe with CM Punk in a mouthing off contest, you better have some better lines than what you brought to that one. Exactly. It's yeah. He's he's the reason podcasters have to say allegedly. Did you, did you ever hear the, the 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 one where he dropped bombshells on WWE? Accused him of all sorts on on um, CM Punk on his friends Colt Cabana's podcast. Did you ever, did you ever watch that podcast or listen to it? I have not watched the uh, the podcast. I will have to watch that one. 
Uh, but for I do old days goes back years. Oh no, I'm but I, I, I am aware of what the, they the call the way, pipe bomb. The only way Colt Cabana got away with it was after um, he basically got told to say allegedly when any when he's seeing Punk or anyone came on any accusation, he had to say allegedly with everything, and that's <laughs> how he got around it. The lawyers told him to say say allegedly. Got to say allegedly, even if it's true, you got to say allegedly. Yeah, I I said allegedly once in a tweet, but for some reason nobody could read that word. They just pretended it wasn't there. Oh, they do that. They do that. CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. Oh, yeah, he's great. He is. But yeah, AEW is the, the future. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah, it's about what time at your part of the world? What, like almost midnight? 10 to 11. Yep. It is. It is. You but probably yeah. be getting tired then, huh? I am actually, yeah. With all this hate as well. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been fun to interview. Thanks for doing this. Hopefully next time we do it, it's uh, cooler. Well, for you it so will probably. be. For me, I won't see cool weather until October. Well, we British moan about any weather. We'll we'll moan that it's uh, hot tonight, but if it rained heavy tomorrow, it'd become really cold and moan still. We wouldn't, you know, but we'd also thank the heat's gone. But that's what we do, us British moan. Unless you live up north, they don't really moan about weather. The northerners don't really moan about weather. They don't. Not often. They say, I'll just put a coat on if it rains. Stuff like that. Speaking of crunch, uh, being in the workplace, I just had my boss text me wanting me to get them some information. And I'm just like, dude, you know, it's my day off. I'm at home, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I will get right on that tomorrow. (laughs) Definitely. Exactly. But you need to check out AEW. Like, oh yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if you want to pay for it or not, but Fight TV, it's on there. You get a seven day trial. It's like five ninety nine dollars a month. There's like, and you get all the all the. There's loads of shows you get on there. Now is now the pay, Fight now the, TV. Now, now the pay per views ain't included. Okay, but it's not like WWE. There's not twelve. There's like four pay per views a year. And they're like 15 quid. It's Luke, Luke still taught me into and BMG um, taught me into it. Because um, Luke Steele was an avid fan of AEW. He absolutely loves it. He stays up and watches a lot of it live. He does. Um, <laughs> he loves it. Plastic, Plastic wrestling, wrestling platforms. Yeah, but if you actually read on the on the feeds, I do actually mention in the description that it does something sometimes start talking about wrestling <laughs> hey man entertainment is entertainment um i just bought wwe 2k uh 22 i'm actually enjoying that game nice. uh it's it's just one of those things where you know you just everybody loves watching the circus that's why we all tune into twitter exactly. <laughs> yeah Definitely, definitely. But yeah, you should try AEW. You should. Oh, I need to. Now, uh, with AEW, um, they do put um, Dynamite and Rampage on Hulu. The only thing is, 
what the only reason why I will not use the pay-per-views is that I am not paying 60 bucks for a uh, for a pay-per-view at the on fight on fight on the UK the the pay-per-view is like 15 quid I will probably more than likely have to use that then to watch them I'm hoping so, maybe, I don't know how the Americans access it I don't know how I would probably it. more than likely have to use a VPN and probably PayPal them the money I don't know how I don't know if Fight TV just works the same in America. I'm guessing it does. I don't know, though, how it works. But UK, Fight... Because like, on, on my TV, there's a Fight app. It doesn't work. So what, what I do is I watch it on my Xbox. You know, you know you can mirror from your phone? Well, I mirror it onto my Xbox, and it works fine. It, it opens up Microsoft Video, and it, uh, I, I watched AEW on there. Yeah, unfortunately, this subscription offering is not available in your territory. Oh, you've tried it, yeah? <laughs> I just punched it up. Yeah, oh, I just put AEW. On that's fight. about fucking. Hey, that's about fucking right, isn't it? Uh huh. Oh wow. Yeah, it's, um, it's America. Oh, you probably have to take out four different cable subscriptions to keep up with all of it, or something. You should type in how do I keep up with AEW or something in America or. Saying that you'd have to put your state probably, you would. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. That's crap. That is. Hold on. And again, <coughs> cough. Pot, you could <coughs> pirate. Cough. I yeah. I don't. <laughs> but no, it's on. It's on one of the big TV networks in America. AWS, TBS, is it TBS? Ted Turner's channel. Uh, Ted, Ted Turner's um, network. It's on there. Yeah. Uh, I believe. I can't believe it's still going. Ted Turner's still going. That's what I mean. Like, literally, the pay-per-views here are like, you got to, like, order them on your, on, like, a, a, a cable or satellite service or... Oh, the WWE Network. You can get on. You can get on the WWE Network, can't you? Is that the only? Well, I can, can watch. You? I can watch the WWE Network. Yeah, I have that here. Um, but yeah, yeah like see, see, Sky meddled in that when I first came to UK. They stopped the launch of it because they wanted a meeting with Sky. Wanted to meet with them because basically they make a lot of their money out of the pay per views. You say. Yep. Okay. Like, yep. What, Bleach, uh, you got to go online. Here's Bleacher Report. They want 50 bucks for this, for uh, the one back in May. Double or nothing. Fucking hell. Fuck that. I know. So I'm like, fuck that. Fucking <laughs> hell. They're, like, my days of spending, you know, that much money on a pay-per-view are behind me. The only way I would spend that much money on a pay-per-view now is if we were watching an actual full-blown UFC fight. Yeah, um, but no, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy how it works over there. It, it was pretty much a lot better here, but like, it, well, it, it oh, will... what we'll see what's annoying is I presume when you buy WWE Network in America, you only get the pay per views and you get all the old content, you can't have the current raw, you can't have the current raw and SmackDown on the network, can you? No, so on. Well, it's the same here then. Yeah, Sky have got all the rights to it. 
on the yeah. on the networks. So um, on the WWE Network, they have deals in place with Hulu and other on-demand providers for like you know for current stuff. Um, so on the network, on the network, Raw and SmackDown, and I think even NXT now are a month behind. Yep, same in UK. But when they came out with the WWE Network, all the tele, all the television providers, the satellite guys, the cable guys, everybody got all butt sore because literally the WWE came out and said a pay-per-view would cost you $15 a month. And that was for in high definition. Um, yeah. And, and the, the, the average pay-per-view in high definition through direct TV when I was buying them was 60 bucks for something in high definition. And if it was WrestleMania, they would charge you 80 freaking dollars to watch WrestleMania. And when the WWE came out and showed that most of the costs associate that were basically the, the, the television providers were price gouging. Yeah. I heard all about that. I did. It's like, fucking hell. We, well, even back when there weren't no network in the UK, it was 20, 15 or 20 quid on Sky. And that seemed cheap in comparison to what, what the Americans were getting charged. Oh, yeah. And like, I I mean, yeah, I, I can't. I'm not a big fan of it. And the big thing is, in my opinion, the network is more convenient. Um, when you went to buy a pay-per-view on satellite, you had to be there at the beginning of that pay-per-view to see that pay-per-view you had, or yeah. they would have the replays. Um, but you had to schedule your life around watching this pay-per-view where with um, the network, I can start the pay-per-view whenever I want, stop watching it whenever I want, come back and fin watch more of it. And I'm not, held to this restrictive concept of planning my life around it. As long as you don't go on you, uh, Twitter and have it ruined for you. Right. Because with Mania, loads of people watch wrestling and don't watch it all year. And then when Mania comes, they'll watch it and go online and spoil it. Today. Um, Especially for us like in the UK where we're fucking sleeping when you lot are watching it. You know? <laughs> No, like I, I, I understand that all too well. Like right now, I'm on the last episode of Stranger Things. We're gonna watch it tonight, and oh, I have been are, avoiding people, social media like crazy. Yeah, because people have been like, even like Ainsley and that uh, from season game when he was saying that you fuck. Well, in a nice way, he says, but why can't you lot just not spoil it for people that? Give them a give them a few weeks before you start spoiling it, but it's wrong. It is, you know. It is, but uh, but yeah, it's been a good show tonight. Hopefully, next time you've you cut what we do one, you've actually watched a AW. Oh uh, no, uh, I probably will. I I have a lot. I know I've. You're got, too busy. You're a busy man. You are. You are. Uh, things are going to probably slow down for me. Ugh. Tomorrow is the doctor visit where I'm going to have all the tests done. And I'm probably going to be told that I need to start taking a break and relaxing more because I'm, you know, I'm basically fucking myself up. 
Well, and your wife, your 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 wife would be like, "Well, I did tell you, calm down a bit." Oh, mm. I know. And that that's why when I like, well, like when we read that those crunch things uh, about what went down at Bethesda, the developers their backs hurt and they had their joints hurt from operating a computer and they would develop tinnitus. And I'm like, huh, sounds like what I go through. <laughs> it sounds like exactly what I'm going through right now. Exactly. Hopefully not. But yeah, it's been fun. Do you want to tell people where they can actually, if you're on podcast platforms, please slap a five star on Spotify. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please stop, uh, drop a five star review if you'd like. But yeah, thanks for tuning in, everyone, tonight. BMG. And I reckon it only BMG that's been in the chat. Yeah. Hey, it's all good. Uh, Invader Gaming. Yeah, but I did see the likes of Randall Four when that went live. So jumping. Yeah, there was. And to be fair, I didn't actually advertise this. I didn't actually advertise this heavily like I usually do. You know, uh, I thought about it. I know the word podcast is in the name, but I love how everybody is just like, "Oh, we have a podcast. We have a podcast. We have a podcast." You don't have a podcast. You have a small a small get together with friends and have a discussion. Yeah. A podcast at this point is a massive nationally syndicated thing where, you know what? How about Dealer Gaming has a podcast. Thousand people turn in, tune in live. Randall Thor had almost a thousand people watching live. That's see, a podcast. Uh, you are see, captivating uh, people. I have a different opinion on what a podcast is. Um, For me, a podcast is. Randall Thor is a podcast. Right. I, I believe to be defined as a podcast, your podcast should be. I'm wrong, but you should be able to download it on on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. That's my opinion. That, that, that's the way podcasts first started. Well, but at the same time, the evolution and, you know, some people like I'm going to be up front. I'm a, Apple has been a very restrictive company. Spotify has also done some weird things like there's preferences on why people choose one platform or the other. It's just more like if if you if you are running a professionally driven show that attracts people and you aren't out there lo- like trying to perpetuate very toxic ideals dude you got a podcast but yeah. I, I at th- at this point I don't go I, I use the term podcast very openly but at, at any time if somebody's like well what do you do oh they call it podcasting, but I sit down with a really good friend of mine and we have a discussion just like, uh, all the other shows I'm on, they all have their followings. I mean, like invader gaming has grown TXR, um, very well. Wilmyhood has put a lot of work and effort into gaming beyond the box. Those guys have really, really grinded their ass off to create something that could be considered a podcast. But you know, like, like I said, I only come here to have these conversations because I enjoy conversating with you and just honestly just having fun with gaming. And if more people want to listen in the long run, that's cool. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit there and, and, you know, bitch and moan that nobody tunes in. Yeah, I see what you mean. It's, uh, I just enjoy doing them. That's why I do them. No, I enjoy, I enjoy just having the combos. But yeah. Um, your channel's not. To be fair, your your channel's slowly getting used to you going live on YouTube, aren't they? Your uh, yeah. YouTube channel's not used to 
Because obviously on my channel, some notifications might go off. For live stuff, it's different. If people uh, notify notification for videos, it's different. But but many people will catch up after. They usually do when I put it on the Spotify, etc. We normally get quite a few watch on watch on them platforms too. We do. Uh, listen to me on them platforms. <laughs> but yeah, thanks. It's been fun, Centurion. Do you want to tell people where they can find you? Yes, why and not? I, I, I should be saying that. We're live on your channel. You should be saying that. Right. Well, <laughs> uh, for those who do want to find me, obviously I exist right here on Centurion 1307 on YouTube. You can also find me lurking around on Bitcher, I mean Twitter, my bad, and also on uh, Xbox Live. You can also find me every Wednesday night here in the next coming month, uh, not months, in the next coming weeks on Gaming Beyond the Box, hosted by Wilmy Hood and his amazing group over there. Uh, obviously, if you haven't been tuned in, Wilmy Hood has had some stuff happen. He's taking some time off, but he is coming back. He, um, It's been great to be able to have conversations with Wilmy Hood almost every single day. He's an absolute blast to chat with. And also you can find me over on the TXR podcast with Invader Gaming, another hardworking individual out there just trying to make gaming fun for us all. So please send both these gentlemen, uh, actually including Stubbs, uh, all your uh, love, subs, and likes that you can. Uh, the idea of building up a more positive environment has become more important than ever on social media. And that's all I can sit there and do is preach. Um, now, on to you, Stubbs. Where can they find you? Find me on Stubbs Gaming on YouTube, Stubbs Gaming on Twitter, maybe Stubbs Gaming on TikTok eventually, maybe, who knows. And you can find Midweek Gaming when it returns in September time, probably. That'll be back. But you can find all the shows on Spotify. Just type in Plastic Platforms and you'll find this podcast. As Even on Apple Podcasts, you can now find it. It's registering now. But before we had some kind of plastic surgery podcast come up when I tried to find it. But now we've done more episodes. It's now starting to appear. Oh, you got so, plastic surgery? <laughs> honestly, yeah. When, when I was I first, first trying did... to find it on Apple Podcasts, that's what was coming. I couldn't find it. But now we're doing more and more episodes. I when I did it on YouTube, it. I yeah. got a how to garden with plastic, with using plastic pallets as platforms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, it does come up now it does but yeah we can find all the and the round table gaming you can also find as well on um spotify etc it all comes up on the midweek gaming but if you're interested if not it's all on the youtube channel and some of the episodes of plastic platforms will are on centurions as next time it'll be on my channel then two weeks after it'll be on back on Centurions. We're just flip flopping from which channel which channel it's on. But just fun to have a good conversation, is in gaming. It is. But yeah, thanks everyone for popping in. BMG and anyone who's listening after the fact, please drop a like. Drop a comment into chat just to say hello. And we will see you next time. Thanks, Centurion. We'll see we'll see you soon. Later, everybody. <laughs>